0: You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, Episode 115, A Bug's Life. Oh, Morgan, where art thou?
1: Without any evidence, He was full of confidence, some people haven't We have much common sense, it's
2: Howdy, howdy, animation fans, and welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, Don Bluth, and everything in between. I'm your host Mason, and I am actually the master and supreme leader of the podcast tonight. <laughs> and my two loyal subjects are uh, Chelsea Robson and uh, For the first time on For the first time on beautiful Technicolor. <laughs> pablo our resident pixar uh wonder kid is uh is here with us hi how are you isn't he beautiful folks
0: oh pablo
2: such a such a beautiful creature um,
0: great. <laughs>
2: i hope we i hope we all sound good we are trying a, a a few different things with the broadcast and hopefully the sound quality is is up to y'all's expectations and um we also want to um excuse Morgan she could not make it to this stream so uh we should name this episode Oh Morgan Where Art Thou Oh
0: Morgan Where Art Thou And
2: oh, that'll I give thou. Chelsea that'll give Chelsea a, um an excuse to miss out on the next one and then <laughs> everyone will be missing everything is fair <laughs> Guys this is episode 115 and um if this is your first time listening or watching us, this is the Animation Addicts Podcast. We are uh good friends who sit down and we talk about our love for animation. So we'll typically review one film or talk to one you know person like we did in the interview last week. And we try to go over everything we can about how much we love uh or don't love, but mostly how much we love the the art of animation, like the art form that it is. And so um if this is your first time, welcome. Uh and if you're a, a returning patron or a returning listener, then welcome back. And uh, we are super glad to have you all. So we've got chat on both YouTube and on uh, rotoscopers.com slash live. And so uh, very thankful to have you all here. And we are actually reviewing A Bug's Life today. This was a patron choice, wasn't it, Chels?
0: It was. Yes. Woohoo. A good so choice. We love our patrons. <laughs>
2: We really do. Um, if you're unfamiliar with the whole patron's choice concept, if you are a Patreon subscriber for the Rotoscopers, we uh, then you um, you get the choice of choosing which film we get to review on the show. So the power is yours to quote uh, Captain Planet, <laughs> and uh, and our our patrons are always very very good at choosing. The coolest animated films for us to review, and we, we've have we've not only done films, but we've done uh, we've done a mini series uh, for television. We did it over at the Garden Wall, several episodes back, and so super excited. And that is a great way to participate in the podcast is becoming a Patreon subscriber, and then you have you know that power to to choose what we review. So think about it.
1: Hello, from the creators of Toy Story. Comes an all-new motion picture event. Walt Disney Pictures presents a Pixar Animation Studios film. No, Harry, no! Don't look at the light. I can't help it. It's so beautiful.
0: me tell you how things are supposed to work. The ants pick the food, oh! the grasshoppers eat the food. It's a bug-eat-bug world out there. Someone could get hurt.
1: He's quite the motivational speaker, isn't he? Let's ride! <laughs> oh! It's the same year after year. They come, they eat, they leave. That's our lot in life. It's not a lot, but it's our life. <laughs> I've got an idea. We
0: can find bigger bugs to come here and fight. Now, why didn't I think of that? Oh, because it's
3: suicide.
1: What they needed was some help. You're perfect! What they got... Popcorn! Stale popcorn! ...was a bunch of clowns. We're losing the audience! Get up there now! They'll only laugh at
0: me. That's because you're a clown! You parasite circus bugs! Hey. I
3: thought
1: you were warriors! Hey, cutie! Want a holiday with a real bug? Yeah, yeah. Sir,
3: so, being a ladybug automatically makes me a girl! Christ! She's a guy! Come on, Francis. You're making the maggots cry.
1: <laughs> Walt Disney Pictures presents... Yeah. Desperate! I couldn't tell! A Pixar Animation Studios film. This was not supposed to happen! Squish them. Ah! No. Ah! Run for your life! An epic... I think I'm going to myself! Oh. okay. ...of miniature proportion. Brain! We don't serve grasshoppers!
3: For the colony! And for oppressed bugs everywhere! Ah!
1: Hello, dear girly bug. Shoe fly, don't bother me. A Bug's Life. Coming to theaters this Thanksgiving.
3: Hey, turn your
2: butt off. All right, so A Bug's Life. Um, Super happy, again, to have Pablo. I saw this film when it was in theaters, and I absolutely loved it. I I think I watched it, like, five times in theaters and probably 30 times on VHS. (laughs) VHS. (laughs) And, um... (laughs)
0: I pulled I can, out my good old VHS this time. Good old
2: oh, yeah. old VHS. Ours is at my mom's house. <laughs> um, we, um, I, I got to. I'm beware, beware, because I am notoriously good at quoting this film. It's like one of my favorite <laughs> Pixar films to quote. I don't know why. Probably because I just saw it so many times, and I yeah, can actually no, nice. actually have an, I actually have entire sequences memorized, so I can just go on and on and on with quotes. So stop me. There should be a signal. <laughs> or something, like if I'm
4: just going on and on, I'd be like, Mason, shut up. Like, anyway. Make Dory speak well to make you stop. Oh, uh, there you go.
0: The thing about this, though, that I so was scary. watching it. <laughs> what was that? That was, it Dory, was Dory speaking well. <laughs> nice. So the thing about that, I as I was watching this movie, I was like, you know what? This is, well, okay, let's go into it my original thoughts going into this time after not having seen it for so, so long, it was like, Hmm, I, you know, it's probably one of the, it's probably one of the lesser Pixar films, you know, it's one of those lower ones. And then after I watched it again, I was like, no, it's not. This was great. (laughs) Like, just like more, I mean, just like Mason said, like, there's so many parts that I could too, I could quote, so many parts just on and on and on. So that was a fun thing getting back into it.
4: Yeah, I it's weird because I hadn't watched it in such a long time. And uh, the same thing happens to me every time I, I'm i planning to see the Pixar movies. I'm like, oh, I have to see the B- box live. And every time I love it, but I also forget it really quickly. I don't know why. Like, yeah, I was. Wow. I was reading about it yesterday, and I saw like a concept art picture of the bird, and I was like, "Oh right, they make a bird." Like that's half the movie, and I did not remember that.
2: Yeah, would you say this is one of the more underrated Pixar films?
0: I would say so. Um, it's like it, like I said, it's that movie that I, I got into, and when I watched it, and I realized I could watch this over and over again. It's got great replay value, but at the same time. It does, it is It is kind of, I, I, for whatever reason, just like Pablo said, it kind of doesn't stick as well. And I don't yeah. know what that, I don't know what that is.
4: I honestly don't know either. I have thought about it a lot. I have wanted to write about it, but I just can't figure it out. It's very strange because it's really good, but it's just not very memorable. Like I know most Pixar films by heart and this one, I didn't remember like half of it.
0: Mhm.
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. I um I don't know, I wonder if it was because um people were still kind of like people were still kind of like simmering off of the like the success of Toy of Toy Story and then Toy Story 2 was was coming right after or was in production you know during the production of Bug's Life and so maybe because it was so long ago but it wasn't Toy Story maybe it's underrated and people seem to maybe forget about it i have a couple of family members who would ne- who would never never forget bug's life and it's one of our it's it's one of our family's like more cherished pixar films that we always seemed to watch
4: that's good, because I was telling my sister how I didn't remember half the film, and she was just so sad. She was like, oh, poor movie. Like, it happens to her, too, so it's just very strange. So I'm happy someone appreciates it more than we do. Well,
0: that's the thing. Like, I appreciate it after I've watched it, but like I said, it had to be... Yeah. I have to watch it again to really get into it. Well, all that being said, let's actually get into the main discussion about this. So okay. some- some general information about it was it is a Pixar movie. So Pixar animation studios it was directed by John Lasseter and Ooh. he added on Mr. Andrew Stanton. If you've heard those names ever, I don't know, maybe. Um, and what's cool about that is, you know, after John had, had, he had been the, the only director on toy story. And he felt like I need to bring somebody else on to make this one less headache for me not headache but just less on my shoulders and also to kind of help some of the other people come on up and andrew santon was the one that he he chose and obviously you look at you know andrew today and he's one of cinema's top producers top directors so obviously a good choice in that um also one of my great greatest little tidbits of information is both John Lasseter and Andrew Stanton voiced bug zapper, bug numbers one and two, respectively.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Highlights of the film. I, and I'm not being sarcastic. That is one of those quotes that I always quote. <laughs> Don't go to the light. I yeah. can't help it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> so much, I love it. It, it. So much death it, in
4: this film.
2: It, it there it this film really is more of There's a there's like a cockroach who got his wings pulled off by a kid or something.
4: Oh, that was so sad.
2: <laughs> it really was, but it's also so true. But it, it, I, it's like, um, Pixar has this like penchant for, for making a commentary on on man's influence on the environment and on nature without showing directly showing man. It's like. Like the city is pretty much man made because it 's all made of like little little tiny boxes and and stuff like that, and you can you can see the evidence of man all around you know what if this was like for all we know this is set in some like you know two hundred years from now and most of mankind has been wiped out and only the bugs are left you know Who, uh, you know what do we know then it'd be like the the movie nine <laughs> oh we gotta review that one hey patrons, <laughs> patrons. <laughs> anyway. So this one was pretty uh this one was pretty uh i mean pretty successful i mean I felt like a lot of people went to see it and everybody loved it like you you can always judge how successful you think one of these films are because when uh you, with the mcdonald's
4: toys <laughs> <laughs> yep i i had those
0: well it was released on november twenty fifth nineteen ninety eight What a great year in animation um it the budget was a hundred and twenty million. And it ended up, you know, worldwide getting $363 million and 44.8% of that was domestic. So yeah. um, that was ended up being like one, one hundred and a measly $162 million, you know. Um, but yeah, so it was definitely looking at all of the animated films of that year. It was the biggest success for animation. Yeah. Yeah. You
2: know, other even more successful than the Parent Trap. It's not really animated, but yeah, <laughs> the UCG. I mean, took... But that was nineteen ninety eight, though. Uh,
0: yes, okay.
2: the that Parent Trap. The Parent Trap was also huge
0: in it our was. household.
2: Yes, on a given day on any summer, they no, no, no. There was one summer when it came out <laughs> on video where we watched the Parent, or I was forced to watch the Parent <laughs> Trap every single day of the summer. Speaking of I movies, like
0: a of quote. You know, for a
2: while, for a while, I was I was asking people like, "Hey, um, whatever happened to Lindsay Lohan's twins? Like, she looked exactly <laughs> like her, but she never got back into acting. So, kind of weird." Awesome. Anyway, they fooled me. Fooled <laughs> me once. Shame on. Um, I don't know how that goes, but anyway.
0: Well, it was it was a year of some big heavy hitters. It was nominated for an Oscar along with some of the big hitters. Uh, was Mulan and Ooh. Prince of Egypt. And so those were some of the biggest ones. Um, can't also, obviously can't forget the the Rugrats movie. I mean- Hello. <laughs> but,
4: I got some opinions on that one, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, th- I thought it was very interesting that it was nominated for best original comedy or musical score, which I didn't know existed until uh, I researched this movie. I mean, actually, the, that category only existed from 1995 to 1998. Oh um, allegedly, they created it because Disney have, was dominating the best original score categ- category. Like they were, they were winning every year with The Little Mermaid and Lion King. So they, cre- they separated drama and, and comedy. But oh, it only so lasted for three years. It's so it,
2: it was like two two categories in one. It was original comedy with a musical score.
4: Uh, I think it was best original comedy or musical score and best drama score. But oh, it only okay. lasted like three years. I that's I so did funny. Not know
2: that. Well, as we've seen, the academy is always changing. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, very cool. The Prince of Egypt and Mulan and A Bug's Life. My gosh. My, my gosh i love freaking prince of egypt i love, oh. I love mulan i love a bug's life never seen yeah. pat adams never seen shakespeare in love i'm a, i'm I don't, i'm do not i not really interested in that but anyway so but anyway back to this film shakespeare <laughs> yep. in love
0: was, the reason why he's bringing those up is those were the other contenders for the oscar that year and shakespeare in love ended up winning wah, wah. i don't get that like
2: uh anyway who cares but, if Shakespeare falls in love? Anyway, um, so anyway, this film, this film is beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Like, all sorts of, like, brilliant visual effects that they pulled off, and it was only 1998. Like, computer technology was growing rapidly, but it, it was nowhere near, like, the Hyperion engine, you know, with Big Hero 6. You know, but you got... One thing I always noted, and I, I noticed this time again, was the translucent leaves. Um, were Chess now getting... Cool. We're just now getting to where we can plausibly render um, translucent skin in humans. So like, you know how your ear glows when the light hits it a certain way? Um, they found out a way how to render that in real time with very little actual computational time. And so um, we've come so far and, and yet it seems like Pixar was pulling off some amazing technical achievements this early in the game. Um, Gorgeous lighting. I love how the lighting changes in the colony. It has this kind of bluish greenish glow. Oh yeah. Then, um, Gypsy, her wings were amazing in this film. Uh, and everybody's got this very, very kind of colorful kind of, kind of way to them. And Um, I, I, Oh, go ahead.
4: Uh, I love that they're also like showing off the first, the very first shot in the movie is like the sun and a bird flies by and then it turns out it's a reflection on water and the water ripples and it's like, they're just showing off, but it's great.
2: (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, I remember I I read a little bit in, um, let's see, let me see if I can pull it up. Oh, did I lose it? Dang it, where's that freaking book? Oh, there we go. In uh, Infinity and Beyond, the story of Pixar Animation Studios, I read up on the, the section on A Bug's Life. And I think, reading it, I think coming out of Toy Story, I think they thought that... Well, they started by um, kind of not tailoring. I think they thought it may have been pretty easy to render out a bunch of hard, shiny bugs. Um with the, uh, the kind of computational power that they had. And, uh, it, you're, it, and they're right. Cause like on your 3d packages, like Maya, it's pretty easy to do like a hard surface with a shiny kind of carapace or whatever. It's pretty easy to pull off that kind of plasticky look, but the film obviously is so much more than that. And John Lasseter had a, had a big part or like a big role in pushing the technical directors for the film to achieve some really incredible effects. And, uh, I'll talk about that in a little bit, but, uh, I think we need to drag out the uh, point out the the ant in the room. <laughs> and yeah. that was another 1998 film by the name of Ants. I actually have. I, I don't think it's a big deal. Ants did come out before Bugs Life, right?
0: A month uh, before. But oh,
2: so on, on the surface, it looks like Bugs Life is actually copying <laughs> ants. But that's none of my business.
0: <laughs>
4: uh, yeah I was reading about it um originally ants was coming out in like spring of ninety nine but Jeffrey Katzenberg like offered huge financial bonus to the artists if they managed to get it out before a box live so it was just
2: I have absolutely no problem with that. I love Pixar, but I also love DreamWorks. And if you look at Katzenberg's perspective, like coming out of Disney and starting a a new company and wanting to prove something to like prove their worth to the world, like I, it's actually a pretty cool feat that they pulled off. But unfortunately, everyone will always compare ants to Bugs Life and not the other way around. And I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's fair. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's totally irrelevant, but that's just the way it is.
0: I think it's because Ants was, is just darker. It definitely. It was. DreamWorks went for the PG rating of a show and then, you know, Pixar definitely went for the G rating and so it's kind of fits with the medium at the time and so it was a lot more palatable, I guess you could say, for those audiences. Um, but it was, like, there's just a lot of similarities. I mean, a common worker ant. Were, were there really,
2: was it really that similar though? Okay, okay, tell me why you think it's similar.
0: Well, okay, so it's a common, think about it. It's a common worker ant with a reputation of thinking too much, just embarks on a journey that affects his entire colony and begins a romance with the princess. Okay. So, and then you go in a lot like, there's just so many things, like the, the, Oh, there, I saw this video on, on YouTube that, I mean, can I just say I love YouTube videos, random people just putting these things together. It's like, thank you, man, for putting that together. Uh, um, but there are just so many times when it's kind of the exact same story, except slightly different. There's just, it's, I mean, it's the life of a bug. <laughs>
4: A bug's life. It's a bug's life.
2: I don't know. If you, if you really if you really kind of boil it down, I guess there's some similar elements. Of course, like you're part of a colony, an ant colony. Of course, you know, there's going to be the conflict of like, can the individual make a difference in such a conformist society? They, But they really push that kind of conformity in ants. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, Flick's conflict in A Bug's Life is a little more complex than that because in a way he did need to think of the colony before himself, but um, because, like...
0: I don't think he was really thinking about himself, though. I mean, he I really think, had...
2: He I think there's a point when... just
0: can't turn it off.
2: There's a point... Well, yeah, there's that, too. I mean, there's obviously, there's multiple conflicts. Like, Flick is a klutz uh, who makes a huge mistake, and he goes through great lengths to, to prove himself and to fix his mistake, but he... He finds out that it was all not true, and instead of telling everyone that he made another mistake, he, he ups the ante, kind of like Aladdin, he goes deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole. And then there's that iconic, like, you lied to me moment? You know, and there really wasn't that in Ants, it was more like one, one individual, it was like the every man's struggle against, um powerful aristocratic forces that are trying to destroy a civilization from within or control and from within rather than an ex- external threat, like the grasshoppers. So I don't know, maybe right. I'm waxing too philosophical, but I see, I see some, diff- some similarities, but I really think they're total. I, I really think in the end, they're different films.
0: They are different films for sure. And,
2: and ants is very dark. It, it definitely goes into that. It's got a real Julius Caesar vibe, you know, with the whole, like the colony operates very much like the old Roman Republic. And there is okay. a fairy like you know there is your um your Julius Caesar and your barbarians and your um oh who's the guy there's the Brutus and um Antony and stuff like that like it's all in there and then uh, but I, I do personally find a bug's life more interesting as a story. it's more fun, it's more upbeat mm-hmm.
4: um, uh, I guess it's also actually,
2: worth a watch.
4: Okay, that's what I was gonna ask because i I haven't actually watched ants, so I was gonna ask you if you make it sounds really interesting so
2: <laughs> it it's also interesting because like like bugs like kill each other mercilessly like there's <laughs> this this great battle scene with the termites, why they're at war with the termites? I don't know they just are, and um there's some really morbid kind of death kind of imagery there,
0: yeah, there's a lot of death, lots of death. What? But
2: Ants just, also has the the um, the antagonist that turns good in the end, which I love. I love that kind of stuff.
4: Yeah, I just don't understand why. Like Katzenberg knew Disney was making a box life, and I don't understand the choice to make a direct competition. Ah, man. Good question. (laughs) Um, They do it again with Nemo and Shark Tale. Like, they're not similar movies, but they're like ocean movies.
2: But do they, I mean, besides the fact that it's underwater, it's like completely different.
4: Yeah, but I don't know. I remember people saying like another animated ocean movie. Like, people don't know if it's DreamWorks or Pixar, like at least not back then and you was know, like another one. It was
2: definitely in vogue and there were a lot of direct-to-video uh low-budget films that were definitely meant to bank off of that. Mm-hmm. But as far as Shark Tale, I don't know. I kind of didn't like Shark Tale but I kind of did. I thought it was kind of funny. It's it's just uh, it's just by that time Dreamworks had its own had its own established its own like way of doing things, its own style and I don't think that they really broke from it until uh Rise of the Guardians and How to Train Your Dragon. And for a while, it was that kind of stuff, like very pop culture-heavy, um, big stars, you know, that didn't necessarily contribute to the film as a whole. But <laughs> but anyway, yeah. drama, drama, drama. I if, if I were to get up on a soapbox, I would say, try not to compare Ants too much to A Bug's Life, although it is curious how it, it seems like Ants was produced um, to compete directly with Pixar. I think it's gutsy, and it didn't turn out... a horrible film but it's still kind of one of those whoa
4: yeah it's strange um uh, as i was reading like researching for this podcast uh i noticed that everyone involved in the movie just uh said that the the success of toy story put so much pressure in them because like if they if their second movie was bad they would be like oh big uh a toy story was just a one-off and Pixar won't ever be great again, so they were very nervous. I think they delivered with *A box live, but apparently they suffered a lot. They
0: suffered. Well, oh, they um, suffered.
2: there's a big reason for that. Um, if we go to, yeah, if we uh, going to *Infinity and Beyond*, the story of Pixar Animation Studios, um, uh, page uh, page 130. If you want to read along with me at home, <laughs> uh, what they actually did was they split. Pixar split its resources in two and they stopped doing commercial work in 1996. So, um, uh, the one, one part was doing a bug's life. Another part was working on a direct to video sequel called Toy Story 2. (laughs) I guess when it first started out, they thought it would go directly to video. Yeah. (laughs) So glad it didn't. And this is from, this is from Bill Reeves. He was one of the supervising technical directors. Uh, my, my, the job that I aspire to as a grad student, On A Bug's Life, he says he remembers it vividly. Technically speaking, Toy Story wasn't necessarily a huge leap over some of the short films. It was just a lot longer. But A Bug's Life was a huge leap over Toy Story, both in terms of richness of set, lighting and effects, and the ambitions were just huge. And, oh, by the way, we're taking a third away of a third of your team away to go do Toy Story 2. He's like, okay, let's light up the recruiting engine again and find some more people. And he says those were really trying times, just trying to figure out how we were going to repeat the success of Toy Story and grow at the same time. So they were working with, with I guess, less people than were working on Toy Story, I think it's safe to say. Wow. And so... A lot of stress. I think elsewhere in the book, they said, somebody said that Bugs Life was like a nightmare to work on. <laughs> but, you know, Pixar, it's always going further and further with technology. It's always developing more tool sets and more, um, you know, more things. And uh, if you will, pardon me, uh, kind of a technical lecture here, but um, it it was, there was complications, you know, due to multiple plot projects and basically splitting it up. Um, one of the big things that I love about this film is the crowd simulation. Like in some parts there are according to the book there were 700 distinct crowd characters in at one time in the frame. Wow. That's really impressive, but you do you know how much ants had in its crowds? A lot more. <laughs> 80,000.
4: Wow. <laughs> That's insane.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they did it, you know, obviously may well, Here's the here's a here's a Kind of a tip like every animation studio does shortcuts, they find the quickest, most efficient way to to achieve a desired effect. And so, um, I gotta hand it to Ants like, this is what I found out online 80,000 characters in one crowd. I, I kept going over, I was like, am I reading this right? Really, 80,000? But that's what it says.
4: That's crazy because, uh, in Infinity and Beyond, I read that. Uh, the Pixar team said that they could only do 50 and then John Lasseter pushed them to get like to 700. But 80, right.
2: That's another testament to how, how much of a cheerleader or a motivator John Lasseter is. But I, 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 I hope I'm reading that wrong. Cause that's just, that's just amazing. And yeah. of course, uh, you know, for any of you who, who are, admir- you know, who are lovers of animation, but don't understand much technical stuff, it's, it's complete madness to try to animate every single one of those characters. So what they did, they had about 430 um, shots with crowds. And um, they, uh, you know, after some pushing from Lassiter, the TDs or technical directors, they found they created the software that basically took a given extra, you know, one of those ants in, in, in the back of the crowd or in the crowd. And they were pre-programmed to have a certain personality, like Shy, funny or aggressive and hmm. so they had built-in animations so they would assign their personality and every personality had built-in animations that adhered to that personality so like how they blinked how they looked around how they like shuffled their feet and how they shifted their weight and probably stuff like how they ran or or walked or or laughed and stuff stuff like that wow and so any given any given one of those ants um they they had little um and and no two were, uh, no two were alike. So they had uh, built into that software you could change the eye color, the height, probably the build, something like that. And so it was all personalized. But it's kind of a macro way of developing these giant crowds and crowd sim is still a huge deal today you know of course one of the biggest leaps forward was in lord of the rings with a program called massive that was able to generate these huge armies of orcs and men and mer and uh, but this but this was a huge deal because again this was back in 1998 and it was only you know 20 years after computers read
4: data through tape with holes punched in it. <laughs> yeah that's really impressive and I'm smart like the the personality thing
2: Oh yeah, that way, uh, once you pre-program it, um, I'm, I'm assuming they had the little al- algorithms to tweak it to where it's a little different, but I think it's safe to say that no animator had to touch any of those ants, and they could focus on the hero characters, which is a technical term for the ones that are the main characters, the ones that will be in front of character, in front of camera with the most detail. And
0: The ones just, you're supposed to care about.
2: The ones <laughs> you're supposed to care about. Although, I, I, I okay. cared about the ant colony. I love when they do the big cartwheel the giant the yeah. cartwheel of ants. It's so random. And then they cool. go and join the circus. Good for them. Yeah. So the computing power to render bugs life. So that is to draw out every frame after the computer calculates all the scene data. It was 10 times that which was required for Toy Story. But the average frame only took three hours to render. Like, that sounds like a long, long time. But that's nothing compared to, like, some VFX shots in films today. Uh, maybe it took yeah. three hours to render on the entire render farm. That means you take, you know, several computers with process, and you combine their processing power. So I don't know if it would have taken three hours on one machine to render one frame. That doesn't sound right. So maybe it is pretty impressive that it their whole render farm only took three hours, but it's just nothing compared to some VFX shots and films today. Uh, Return of the King set, Set the uh, the record time for longest uh, longest time it took to render one frame, and then that was shattered by uh, Transformers: Dark of the Moon, which took like 120 hours to render a single frame. <laughs> you know, judging by judging by the sheer work that the processors uh, took. But fun fact, also uh, most of the ant extras actually got deleted due to file corruption and such. Oh my. Mm-hmm. Sorry to leave you in suspense.
0: You just like...
2: This happened, um, you just this
0: killed had, half of our colony. <laughs> I,
2: I know for a fact this had definitely happened by the time they went back to some of the older films to re, um, re, um, re-render them in 3D, like Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo had the same thing happen. Um, and they actually had to go back to backup tapes. I was reading this, and I'm like, it just boggles my mind how data used to be stored on tapes. That just simply confounds me.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the same thing happened with Toy Story 2, but like the film started to get deleted and yeah, luckily, I read a, you know, I read a,
2: an article on that where it actually got deleted and then like it almost got deleted again, and they had to keep going to backups. Like that's scary stuff, man.
4: Yeah, like, like some lady had backups on her home because she was sick or something, and that and she saved was the movie. Oh, it's she was on pregnant. maternity
0: leave, and so because of that. She They authorized her, and like only her to have a backup of it at her house oh, and so luckily. it was like, "Oh my gosh, wow, well, you know something that I really appreciated about this was their detailed characters, and like oh, each yeah. one of the characters, whether it were whether it was just like the animation style or even just the flushing out of those characters that you know you're supposed to care about, um they did such a good job with them, and especially. Like you just you kind of didn't care about like all of the all of the circus bugs I cared about I wanted them <laughs> to succeed in whatever they were doing I just they were so endearing
4: uh, um, just when they introduced them like the audience is behaving they're they're just not good and good audience so you feel for the circus bugs it's I, a great motive. I do. Like, yeah like you immediately you're like oh these poor bugs just want to like entertain people and they can. It,
2: it's it's like it's like they're not meant to do that. They're like you find out by the end of the movie that they're heroes, and and I guess the film kind of sets up you know maybe they're meant for something more. But it's not like it's not like they're like hiccup where they're like I want to be something more than a Viking dad, you know. But there's there's never a point where they're like I want to be more than a circus bug. No, they they just want to be circus bugs, and they're they not, not even good at that. Them. I only really got twenty four hours to, to live, and I ain't gonna waste it here.
0: Oh my gosh, so mm. great! Here's a question for you. When
3: the oh, what pool out,
0: <laughs> When the VHS came out, they actually had five different covers. Oh and yeah! So they had Hopper, Flick, <laughs> Dot, Francis, and Heimlich. Oh,
4: Now Heimlich.
0: I had the Flick version. I, I did, had Dot. Did you, you did have Dot?
2: Yeah,
0: I had Flick See, too. I, so. Really? I think they've made more of a flick, honestly. Um, but I feel like I, I really want to meet somebody who at that time, in that time period, like when it first came out, that bought all of the VHSs. Like, I'm sure there was somebody. Somebody that was no. like, no, this is going to be big. I need to have all five VHSs. And I just think that would be really okay. funny. <laughs>
2: Uh, hey, we were in the 90s, and 90s were all about collecting, you know, Beanie Babies, yeah, Furbies, uh, Gotta Catch them all, you know, all that stuff. Except who would buy five copies of the same VHS tape? That's what, <laughs>
0: exactly.
4: I have a question, though. Like, a if you were buying those today, which one would you choose?
2: Uh, I would get Hopper. Hopper's awesome. I would get Hamlet. Oh, Heimlich! He's
4: Heimlich? Oh.
2: <laughs> just oh. so funny.
4: I am a cute
1: little bumblebee.
4: I love that part where it's like, oh, candy corn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> cool. uh,
4: in the Pixar website, there's like behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. And you you can actually see the, the pitch meeting where Joe Ramf pitched that very scene. It's awesome. Oh, really? Well, Joe Ramf is yeah.
0: actually the voice of it. And they said yeah. that after a while, they were like, yeah, this is, that's probably one of the most endearing parts of this scratch tape is Joe Ram's version of Heinlich, and so they just kept it. I was like, good choice. I yep. liked that. <laughs> Very good I
4: choice. Mean,
0: so, when you're starting out and watching this movie, the thing that pops out most to me is definitely the music. That was oh, yeah. the thing that like you started out and you're like, wow, I am in a bug's life right now. I went and saw Pixar in concert, which if you ever oh, have the opportunity jealous. to see, oh, my goodness, definitely go see it. The first half of the of the concert is definitely more engaging because you're just like, oh, my gosh, all of these Randy Newman songs are amazing. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> Back
2: when Randy Newman, it seemed like Randy Newman was like the go to guy for.
0: He did most of their first ones, but he was, oh, my gosh, so iconic. Every little part of this, when it started out and they're like going into the into this bug city, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm in the bug city right now. That is uh-huh. amazing.
4: <laughs> yeah, I barely remember the movie, but uh, I remember the music perfectly. Like, it's just so good.
0: Mm-hmm. So two thumbs way, way up for him. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I'm really glad that the music ended up so well. <laughs> Yay.
4: Oh, definitely. Yeah, I do love it. It's it's
2: very like adventurous and upbeat, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It, it is very happy. And one thing I remember is the um, that I seem to remember very well is the castle intro, that's now fully 3D and stuff, and it does that that kind of Pixar fanfare, and then i remember that at the very end goes da Da, 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 da. and it does like this kind of cool like snare drum you know high <laughs> percussion it's like whoa, yeah this is gonna be great you know and yeah. i i should, that's so nostalgic for me like hearing that thing over and over and um, yeah
4: i i did not remember that and when i put it in today i was like oh my god i forgot about this music and this disney intro oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. so yeah
0: mason you said that you were all into the quotes what was your favorite quote of this i mean what is the quote that you on almost a weekly basis could quote
2: can you give me five minutes
0: (laughs) the entire five minutes
2: yeah it's like one of those circle of life kind of things the sun grows the food the ants pick the food the grasshoppers eat the food and the birds eat the grasshoppers Ooh, like this one time with that bird oh hopper was so scared i wasn't scared I, i was a million miles away oh ow 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 and he goes bam I swear, if I didn't promise mother on her deathbed that I wouldn't kill you, my gosh, I would kill you. And he's like, and believe me, nobody appreciates that better, more than me. <laughs> Shut up. I don't want you to say another word while we're on this island. Do you understand me? I said, do you understand me? Like, Well, how can I answer you? You still told me not to say another word. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, remember, mom. And he's like, just cold clocks his freaking grasshopper. Oh. I'm still not done. He's, angry. Go for it. Keep he's like, going. I love how Hopper, he kind of clicks into poses, like he's very rigid. And he goes, hey, I'm a compassionate insect. There's still a couple of more weeks until the rain, so a uh, few weeks of summer left. So you can all just try again. But Hopper, with, with all that we've lost, we don't, can't even, don't even have food for ourselves. Look, if you can't hold up your end of the bargain, then I can't promise you protection. And there are insects out there who will take advantage of you. Someone could get hurt, and he does that. All and right. then, uh, and then, freaking Thumper comes out. It was like the scariest freaking thing. Yes, he ants is. ants is like Thumper for an hour and a half. It <laughs> really I don't want to watch it now.
4: <laughs> it is anyway. I hope y'all enjoyed crazy. my
2: little my little scary. monologue
4: there. I
0: did. I loved that. that was, I
4: enjoyed it too. Made the
0: podcast right now. See, okay, going back to Thumper. Um, I liked at the very end when they bring out the the outtakes and you have something. Oh. Like, How did that go? I mean, really, I don't feel like I was really into the character. Maybe I should try again. Like one of those super. Oh, he's like, I'm
2: sorry, I'm sorry. I, I just don't think I'm coming across.
0: I know, <laughs> I know. I'll lather up
2: a bunch of spit. Ooh, that's <laughs> okay. One more take.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, like,
2: Are you saying I'm stupid? Yes. <laughs> Oh, I
4: love (laughs) Julie Louise dreyfus Yes, she's great in this.
2: I really don't think there was a voice actor who was out of place in this film. They just worked because the dialogue was so natural. natural.
4: Kevin Spacey especially. Like, I loved his Hopper. He's just so scary.
2: He's great as Hopper, horrible as Lex Luthor. I'm sorry. (laughs)
4: Um,
0: But Hopper, he's great. Let's stick with his good points.
4: Yep, yep. Also, uh, I noticed that I a lot like all of, the of
0: them, c- though, emoted really well. Like, all yeah. of them felt like they were actually the actual like character. Oh, and did you realize um, Hayden Panettiere as Dot? What?
3: Yeah,
4: I was like, what?
0: She was so I'm, little.
4: And she's adorable in it. Like, Dot is so, so sweet.
0: Yeah, she did, I mean, she, Hayden Panettiere, she always does a really great job at whatever she's Whatever she's everything I saw her in as a kid was really great. And then even now she does a really just great job. But it's just like I never I never would have put those two together.
4: Yeah, me neither. And
0: then going back it's like, oh, okay, that's cool.
4: And yeah. I noticed a lot of the cast uh return to future Pixar movies. For example, Richard Kindle, who voices Bing Bong, was in this movie too.
2: Mm-hmm. Ah, Bing Bong. I love Bing Bong. Yes, who does not <laughs> That's cool. I don't know who Hayden Panettiere is. Sorry guys. I don't watch heroes.
0: Oh. Okay. Well. What was she in? She was also in She's been in a lot of stuff, but one of the other ones that you might remember her from was remember the Titans? She was the ah, little girl. Oh, Scream
2: 4. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I'm just kidding. She's also on Nash the TV show, hit TV show Nashville.
2: <laughs> oh, Nashville. Is that what really is that really what Nashville's like?
0: no but you know i mean it depends on the the circles that you run in, i'm sure but it wasn't like that for me
2: one of my favorite uh quotes in the film is um do, can i remind you of flick's tunnel within the tunnel project <laughs> 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 took him four weeks to get them out or something like that that was,
0: oh, nice. that that was, was so really cool. funny because it was it was actually um quoting not so much quoting but kind of like a like a joke made in reference to steve jobs when he did his his store within a store um approach for the apple store so for his hand gestures going back to what you were saying about his hands and everything yeah. to how um steve jobs would talk and so well, he he's a he great
4: was. motivational speaker he's a great
2: motivational speaker isn't he <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's quite the motivational speaker <laughs>
2: Oh, I wonder if I can do that one. Ah, maybe later. But anyway. Um, I—that That is a great speech, though. And that's yes. such a funny part of the film where they're all in this, like, sombrero that's filled with water. And, like, oh, the grasshoppers are, All the grasshoppers are, like, drunk and stuff and singing and carrying it on. He's like, we I might as well be
0: sucking. <laughs> hey,
2: Hopper, you got a minute? Go away. Fine. I won't tell you about my idea. Good. Okay, I'll tell you anyway. <laughs> Oh, so good. I was excellent loco. They sweet-talked me into it. I got confused.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like how... I mean, I've I've looked at villains a lot lately and kind of how they... Do I believe them? Do I know why they're doing what they're doing? And you look at Hopper, and he really is just... I mean, in essence, he's a jerk. Like, that's just who he is.
2: I would say he's a jerk, yes. On (laughs)
0: top of that, like, his main reasons how they go about sharing like no we have to go back we have to do this because this is our way of life if we oh, don't yeah. then we'll actually have to work for a living i mean uh, that's that's motivation
2: yeah i mean totally okay and uh, correct me if i'm wrong or uh let me know what you think about this but i actually think he has a lot in common with lotso huggins bear Spoiler alert for those that. of you who haven't seen Toy Story Three. But he you know he intimidates other, he turns out to be the bad guy, guy, of course, but he, you learn that he intimidates others and he controls them using fear.
0: That's yeah, the you're power
2: talking. Of fear or uh fear. Yeah. because he's afraid himself of like losing his place in the pecking order. And so when when Hopper says it's not about food, it's about keeping those ants in line, that's why we're going back. Um I wonder I think that's a I I think that's his like dual motivation. Obviously he wants the food so that they will he wants them to stay in line so that he can have the food and then everything just remains the same. It's basically this mafia protection racket. <laughs> He's I got think, going
4: very advanced. Uh it's very interesting because they are very similar but uh Hopper is like really scary physically whereas Lotso is just adorable so I I think if I had to choose, I would choose Lotso simply because of that contrast. Yeah. Like everyone before the movie came out, everyone wanted a Lotso. Uh, if I have oh, one, and dude, then it's like, oh God, I hate him.
2: How many kids brought the Lotso Huggin' Bear plush to the theater? You know, oh, I wonder. Oh, I, wonder oh, if that, I wonder if that happened, and then students felt like,
0: that's so Damn, sad. Monster! You monster! Throw
4: <laughs> away! <laughs> so <yeah>. oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> i wonder if that really happened oh i'm afraid of my dolly mom
2: <laughs> you know this uh and, you know of course they get the circus the circus bugs to be their their protectors in um i th- obviously the film was probably inspired by like Kurosawa's uh seven samurai which inspired magnificent seven which inspired The three amigos. (laughs) And, well, it's it's a great story, you know, a a ragtag, you know, group of misfits who um, have to repel a horrible menace. In fact, I see a lot of seven samurai in this one, but um, are there seven circus bugs? Okay, if you take out P.T. Flea, there's uh, the mantis, there's Gypsy. Gypsy? Come. Stage is the other way, dear. Yes, of course. Uh, Francis? (laughs) You're making oh. the maggots cry. Slim. Slim. And then there's uh Tuck and Roll. And then, and then, oh, 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 then there's uh, and then there's Rosie, so that's eight. And then PT Fleas, so that's nine. So it's not quite seven. But you can think well, of Tuck I mean, and Roll tuck as one roll character. Kind of
0: one. Yeah. yeah. So there's hey. our seven,
2: there's our there seven bucks, go. Samurai. I love their little um I love their little made up
4: language.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Those oh, the so character funny. drawings of those were actually um, inspired by a drawing that Andrew Stanton did in the yeah, second grade Ant- of two Old bites Andrew Stanton
2: him. stuff, man. Uh, <laughs>
0: like that's that classy. Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh, going back to the going back to all of the funny punny jokes. I just that was the other part that I really appreciated about this movie was that all of the bug just jokes that they just threw in, like. The little cucaracha song that everybody always knows la Cucaracha, la Cucaracha. Yeah, nobody <laughs> <Luka-garacha>. knows it. <laughs> but it's so catchy that everybody knows that part. And um, then I, um, there's a part in there when they go into the um, the like bar scene of when they're in the city. Oh you yeah. can hear in the background them playing Itsy Bitsy Spider on one of those um, ragtime pianos.
4: Oh, that's pretty so good. I was like, that's, um, I
0: appreciate
4: uh, that. Um, there's like two mosquitoes, and one of them orders, and he's like, hair of the dog I bit. I was, just, I thought that was really neat. The what? Uh, he orders like, hair of the dog I bit. You know, instead of uh, hair of the dog that bit me.
0: Oh.
2: oh. there we go. <gasps> hair of the dog I bit. Oh my gosh. That, that totally flew over my head. I just yeah, got the bloody man. So <laughs> um... <laughs> that's pretty good hey i said no salt <laughs> oh poor poor dude yeah that'll kill him yeah i found that out
0: yeah that could kill him
2: before recording, yeah. i was like <laughs> oh no i didn't mean to he's only supposed to be ticked off like in the movie <laughs> didn't mean to mean for it to go so, so far um Let's see. Boy, we're kind of jumping around here. We uh, really are. <laughs> That's all right. That makes a good. That makes for a good episode. Uh,
4: uh, I I thought the character design was really good. For example, like they gave less legs or arms to the ants and more to the grasshoppers, so we like the ants better than them.
2: Oh, the grasshoppers are more monstrous.
4: Yeah, they they're really scary. Especially Hopper, which has like a lot of like height and stuff.
2: What I really enjoyed about this film was the nuanced animation of, especially of Hopper. Like even when he blinks, his his head twitches. Like he's he's very much like a machine or a monster, kind of like um, Alien. You know, the Ridley Scott film. It, 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 the Alien is very uh-huh. insect like. And stuff like that. So yeah, they they definitely achieved like some very monstrous results. Also, what I a great thing about this film is how close up everything is. You know, of course, Pixar always doing their research. They they made a little bug cam and they, you know, ran it through the campus and in leaves and and grass and stuff to get like a bug's eye view of things. But everybody is so close up, and so the level of detail uh on the bug characters is just phenomenal and it, it's very imaginative how they just make things so close up and and stuff like that and uh, uh, i don't i don't know if anyone's ever seen the the documentary microcosmos maybe it's still on netflix but it's a really good bug documentary and it takes you way up close to them and it's pretty cool
4: I I also really appreciated the sound design, especially when the box start flying, like when the when the grasshoppers start flying, it sounds like motorcycles. Uh, so yeah, it's like the they're room, a, room. they're like a gang, and I just, I noticed a lot of that stuff, and I hadn't noticed it before, so I really appreciated that. But uh, mm-hmm. I just I can we take a moment to consider the people in the Pixar marketing department, like they <laughs> they have consider <they laughs> them. Blogs, rats, like poor people.
2: <laughs> yeah, totally. They really have to like they really have to work on that appeal. I think a lot of I think a lot of it, lot of it is shape. Side. I think a, I think a lot of it is shape language. If I went back and watched the film again, I would look for um the basic geometric shapes that some of the characters are are made up as. I would say that Hopper's very square, but he's also got some triangle. I don't know. Thumper's got mega triangle going of course all the bugs are usually circle based i think yeah so circles you know kind of like um i can't believe i'm blanking on the kid from up russell um he's very circle based you know mm-hmm. i don't know yeah. also color you know all the circus bugs are very brightly colored obviously because they're kind of clowns and stuff but all the grasshoppers are very you know gray and muted and uh kind of kind of i guess that ramps up the creepiness also, there are pink ants and blue ants. That's that's how it works.
4: Yeah. <laughs> this is nothing compared to the twig of forty-three or whatever. <laughs> I, I like thought that ant. was. Yeah, I thought it was really good writing because it it hasn't been like a minute and we already see that the ants can't deviate from what's planned. Mm-hmm. Like just at least there's really not plan. a lot of
2: individualism here.
4: Yeah, it's like oh, oh my god, I can't do it. <laughs> Even
2: even with all these great inventions that Flick invents, you know mm-hmm. that could that could make their life so much easier. I know. My my yes. princess, aren't you looking lovely this morning? Of course, you don't need a telescope to see that. <laughs> oh.
0: See, yeah, I'm going back to what, what Pablo said. Is there's the writing in this was really really good. I mean, uh, the characterization helping you understand the story without having to tell you the story. You know, without. You know, showing you these details. Oh, the ants don't know how to do anything for themselves. The flick was so different. Da, da, da. Um, and then looking at all of the, you just, they did such a good job of just showing you and you got the picture right away. Um, yep. we actually, Morgan and I just reviewed the, the book funny, which was all of the shorts, not the shorts, um, a bunch of gags from the, just the gags of the went. artists. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, what, looking through that really helped me appreciate all of the – just you have to be able to get a joke across in one or two frames. Like one or two pictures, just have it – maybe four at tops. But after that, you're like, if if you can't get a joke across in more than four frames, it's not a good joke. Wow. And like that was such a cool thing to see that all of those um just – yeah, I mean it was just cool because you can just see how that type of a mentality really led to really great writing in movies like this.
2: The writing is great. Like I love kind of the multi layered approach of dealing with a threat. Um and there's the colony's way and then there's Flick's way and how I don't know, I, I just feel for Flick, I I feel like we all we we all kind of relate to him in some yeah. way. You know,
4: yeah, definitely because he's like uh, the one that wants to be different but feels left out, and like we we can all relate to that.
2: Yeah, it's like I don't know if anyone in in our audience has ever felt like prejudged by society. You know, I love Shrek; the they judge me without even getting to know me, and you know we struggle to find our place sometimes, and maybe people don't understand us or think that we're screw ups or no good. And um, this film is all about, I guess sticking with it because flick could have just left the colony alone you know he could have just like ran off to the city and not done anything because he you know he was pretty good on his own and but he you know something did make him come back and um there was never really that conflict where he questioned his loyalty to the colony it was just he thought that his way of doing things was going to save the colony and that wasn't what everyone understood and then there's that um you know, there's that. I there's that really, really sad part. The you know the low, you lied to me part, where she's like, you know, you lied to the colony, you lied to me, and like an idiot, I believed you, and all that okay. stuff. And she's like, I want you to leave, and this time, don't come back. <gasps> it's so, and then, and then PT feels like, tough crap. <laughs> but anyway, it's 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 tough, and um, in the end, only flick's ingenuity could save the day, and so. Hopefully the colony learned its lesson.
4: <laughs> yeah, I was surprised by how, like, black and white it is because Pixar usually goes for, like, uh, something a little bit more complicated. Like, for example, Toy Story 3, uh, uh, Woody kind of agrees with Lotso. Like, everyone wants to be played with forever. but That's true. So, uh, whereas this is just, like, underdogs versus the bully so i I thought it was i was surprised by how black and white it is, and I wonder if that's that plays a part in how forgettable it is like it's really good, but I don't know
2: yeah I don't know i it seems like it has all the the essential ingredients of a really successful memorable Pixar film, but uh, for some reason like obviously there there are listeners and animation fans who really love this film and set it apart but i I really think it, it's gotten overshadowed over time, and so, I mean, it's definitely worth watching again.
4: Yeah, you know, one of my writing instructors always said that when you enjoy a movie, but kind of forget it afterwards, the movie uh, gave you what you wanted, but nothing you needed. Do you think it's the case with this movie?
2: Whoa.
4: <laughs> Whoa. It's the Pixar
2: film that we deserve, but not the one it needs right now.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's totally unrelated, but... I get your point, Pablo. Um, that's really interesting. While I do, I do, I am a firm believer of guilty pleasures. I don't think this movie qualifies as one because it really is high quality.
4: Yeah, it's, it's, it, it. I just, I struggle to understand why I don't remember when I know all the other Pixar films so well.
0: It's one of those movies that you just—I don't know. This is one of those. If anybody is out there that you think you know why we keep forgetting about it. Please let us know.
4: Please, (laughs)
2: they they, they're like they're like Bugs Life fanatics because you're jerks. Um,
4: I actually i I struggle a lot to understand my feelings towards this movie. And in doing my research, I found the first quote ever that explains, like, gets close to explaining how I feel. It was from the Entertainment Weekly review, and the quote is: "A Bug's Life may be the single most amazing film I've ever seen that I couldn't fall in love with." Whoa! I just mm. I, I that applies to me because I I have to be honest I don't love the movie I think it's really good and I really enjoy it but I don't fall in love with it like I do with Monster Inc or Ratatouille or any of the Toy Stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, well should we? Should yeah, should
0: we
2: I think there? we've I think we've talked about I think we've talked a lot about this film without even going into the story of the film. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, just one comment. I love the ending. There's this like climatic, chaotic oh, battle. So the, scary. The rain is terrifying. It's so and it totally scary. makes sense. It's, it's like, oh bombs. yeah, that's that's what that's what rain is like to ants.
4: <laughs> yeah, I was really scared, and the the bird attack is really exciting and also scary. Uh, I oh, yeah, love Hopper's, when Hoppers
2: when it, demise is, is oh, that's, really the, that's so creepy.
0: <laughs> it's I mean, this is the first film. Uh, pixar did where well i mean it was only their second film but it was was the first time that they had actually killed the main antagonist on screen they should
2: have been a they should have killed sid (laughs) (laughs) should have killed him should have killed him and then written in in his blood on the wall that's why you are nice to your toys (laughs) We toys can see everything. Oh, <laughs> anyway, that's pretty morbid. That's that's yeah. how it that's how it should have ended.
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
4: But anyway. Uh who else dies in Pixar movies? Uh syndrome also goes away in memory. Syndrome, yeah. syndrome blows the that crap was up. pretty. Uh, months falls to his death. Yeah. Months. Um, and oh, guess, yeah, months. Yeah, And I guess Mordu dies. I don't know if he's the rave villain. I don't know if he counts as a villain. The villain is, is herself, is Meredith. Yeah, exactly. That, that's more Pixar. Pixar doesn't really do villain. Like, they've done it a couple of times. But they usually have, like, antagonists. And it's usually the protagonist itself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what if What if in every Pixar film the villain died? <laughs> Remy's like, I know how to get rid of that pesky food
4: critic. <laughs> just rot poison.
2: He's got, like, chloroform. He's just like... telling, He's telling Linguini to put it in the thing. He's like, yeah, yeah. There. Linguini's like, I don't know about this. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> oh. It's like... Um, I don't know wally ei don't I don't know that would it would betray wall e to suggest that they like kill off people, or but there's no real i mean there's kind of an antagonist in WALL-E. it's man, man is the antagonist,
4: yeah, I guess if you have to pick when it's uh the the ship's pilot out of pilot auto oh, yeah yeah, but it's like yeah they usually do antagonists, not villains, yeah hmm should do. Um, well and then
0: this is also this is the lot or the first film that they did, the
4: bloopers. I love them. I miss them. Why aren't they doing that anymore? I feel like
2: I feel like the animators either love had a blast with those bloopers or they like totally hated because like deadlines were looming and stuff. But I felt like this would have been a, a really great way for animators to just blow off some steam, you know?
4: Yeah. <laughs> They did this in uh, this movie, then Toy Story 2, then Monster Sync, and that's it, right? Huh? Uh, yeah, I don't one? remember him after yeah. that. Yeah, I think Monster Inc. was the last one.
2: <clears throat> oh yeah, with the bloopers, it kind of it had yeah. kind of bloopers because they went they went r- w- way down the rabbit hole with that, uh, yeah. with that musical then, that they wanted to write. <laughs>
4: What That's a night
2: hilarious. for my mom to be in the audience.
4: <laughs> and then Toy-, Toy Story 3 and Inside Out do the same thing. It's not bloopers. They're just like, just jokes. And they're great. Stuff.
2: Yeah. What yeah. I loved about the bloopers is that it really, it really made you believe that these were real characters because they mess up mm-hmm. just like real actors. Hey, like, mm-hmm. what if they were all like, you know, uh, what if they were all actors on the payroll? And also Woody shows up at the end, with, yeah. uh, with the marker card at the end, yeah. I I liked um I liked the Cars ending credits where they do all the Pixar films as Cars.
3: It's like, oh, wait yeah, a minute.
4: they I do.
2: These are the same guy in all these pictures. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of cut rate show is this?
4: Oh, uh, I, I, I didn't remember that.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know. Oh, but I do miss the bloopers. They were really cool.
4: Yeah, they were really funny.
2: The, ones, uh, the Toy Story 2 ones are brilliant.
4: I think those are my favorite. They're so Where Woody, funny.
2: Woody and Buzz keep pranking each other.
4: <laughs> I, I just I love when uh, all this stuff misses Potato Head. is just, like, stuffing into Mr. Potato Head and just, like...
2: Like, for the monkeys, of course!
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know. just...
2: Get my agent on the line. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, let's see. Oh, uh... We can't close this episode without talking about, um, is it Jerry's Game or Gary's Game? I'm so bad at pronouncing it. Yeah, Jerry's Game.
4: I don't I, know, but it's one of my favorite Pixar shorts. It's one
2: of the most creative Pixar shorts, in my opinion.
4: Yes. Yeah. It's so good. It's got a
2: brilliant, it's not even a twist because you know what's happening the whole time, but the, just the <laughs> entertainment is from how this guy snaps between two characters and stuff and how he wins.
0: And then the payoff oh. at the end was fantastic. Yes. With the <laughs> I mean that was just fantastic,
4: <laughs> of um, course
0: he would be playing for his team,
4: yeah, it's so good
2: that's an interesting That's an interesting concept how in three d animation you can take the the camera and do camera tricks, just like in real cinema, but you can take the camera in places that you wouldn't normally be able to, so you, you know you get up right up close to the chessboard and all those dynamic like shots of evil jerry like or aggressive Jerry like being very aggressive and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's something like that. It, mm-hmm. And it, it's such a great little concept. Like how do you win a chess game against yourself? You, you turn the tables on yourself <laughs> and then it's you so win. <laughs> you beat yourself and you win.
4: <laughs> it's a great oh, little right. logical
2: fallacy there.
4: Definitely. And going, going back for a moment to a box life. Uh, also worth mentioning is the, the f- like 4d, uh, right, in Disney World. Dude, I was really scared by that as a kid.
2: That's intense. I, I went only like a year and a half ago, and it was really intense then. Like, Hopper's pretty sadistic. He certainly does not like humans that could possibly be material for a prequel or a sequel, although I hope they never do one.
4: Yeah, me neither, I think. We, we I, knew gonna,
2: I knew they were going to jack with us. I knew they were going <laughs> to mix with us. The bug spray. Like... Uh, I don't know that that just seems kind of culturally insensitive like what if tourists are coming to do, to Animal Kingdom from like war torn countries you know what if there's people who went through the Khmer rouge or something like that and all of a sudden there's this supposed nerve gas filling the room like I don't know what does that do I, just, yeah, it's I
4: don't really know. scary Culturally I don't know. sensitive.
2: also people who are afraid of spiders do not need to even go a 1000 a miles near that ride
0: no Oh, no, Frank Foster uh, just
2: mentioned uh Frank just mentioned Presto as his favorite Pixar short. And I actually think that is my all-time favorite, but yeah, Jerry's I Game is very you. close behind it.
4: I think it's Presto's game, uh Jerry's game, uh, Presto, Presto, uh Jerry's game and um, For the Birds, I've always loved that one too. Oh,
2: For the Birds is so
4: cute. <laughs> Those little jerks. <laughs> um, the uh, the big bird is just so adorable and oh. funny.
2: Have we ever done a, like a ranking of the Pixar shorts, Chelsea, on the show?
0: We all did our own ranking once. Yeah. Yeah, it was, all, um, one of the other Pixar movies that we did. We did it. Everybody said, okay, these are my top three. So we yeah. haven't done an all over. But here, here's actually, um, a, looking forward in the next couple of months. So the week of, the week before the, um, the Oscars this year, what yeah. we're going to be doing is we are going to be going through all of the Oscar nominated shorts as a podcast. So I'm really excited yes. about that one. And we're going to be talking about it all week on the website as well. So shorts is kind of something that we're focusing on over the next couple of weeks, for sure months. Um, so up until the Oscars in February. So I'm yes. excited about that.
2: Yeah. All right. <clears throat> That'll be fun. Okay, I think yeah. we're just fiddle faddling around, so I guess we better rate this and wrap yeah. it up, huh? Uh, we yeah, love I, hanging. We love hanging out with all of our listeners on the chat and stuff, but you know, I all have good one things must come to an end. All right, you're you're permitted one final thought, Pablo.
4: Thank you, Mason. <laughs> uh, I've always loved the ending when, like, it zooms out and we see the island where everything happened is just this teeny tiny piece of land with a tree, and mm-hmm. it's just amazing because it's tiny, but. We saw like the whole wide world it contains, and everything that can happen. In me. I just love the ending. I've always loved it.
0: It all happened on the top of us. of a of a. What was the one in the, the Who and Whoville?
2: Oh, the snowflake. The oh, snowflake. That's, yeah. that's so existential. <laughs> like, what happens when the snow falls? Do they all die?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: The oh, futility <laughs> of life, man
0: from their there perspective
2: anyway all okay right. so what do we rate bugs life
0: so for me i'm gonna give it four stars I four mean, it was
2: solid stars
0: four stars yeah i would say because of the quotability of it for sure gave it um and because of just the all around the good writing the good you know characterization they just did a really stand-up job on all of those aspects now, as far as like a, a movie that I'm like, I want to watch this all the time. No. So it's not a five star for like in that way. Um, but I can't. I mean, I guess I mean, some people might give it like three and a half, but I was, I'm just going to go with four. Four stars.
4: alright I'm, I'm going to go. Hold off. What do you think, Pablo? Uh, I'm going to go with three and a half, actually. Mm -hmm. Because I really, really like it and I think it's really good, but I just watched it today. So I know in one week I won't remember it because it's happened to me countless times. So I just, I, I think the the fact the movie is memorable is very important. So I'm going to go with three and a half just because it's not very memorable
2: to me. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Well, um, I was going to do four and a half. But I think I'll just do four. Like it's not the perfect animated film. Obviously, you know, obviously the Lion King is, and uh, <laughs> uh, is, a, well, I don't know.
4: I'm sorry. Did you say Toy Story 3? I couldn't hear
0: you. <laughs>
2: uh, well, I always say that, um, I always consider the Lion King to be the greatest 2D animated film of all time. And I'm, I'm yet to settle on a, on the best 3D animated film of all time. Toy Story three is very high up there in my list. I hope but, so. Uh, I'll just do uh I'll just do four stars. I think, I mean, I really like it and uh, I love it for nostalgia reasons, which I, I typically frown upon like loving a film or a thing just because of nostalgia. But um, this one, like, was part of like defining my childhood definitely. And it got me interested in things like computer graphics and animation in the first place. And so, um, it's definitely an important film for me. And I really think just the general formula of a bug's life is really good. Like it, it, it started to define like the Pixar touch in its films and, uh, brilliant characters, very quotable, of course, uh, very intense, a very good adventure and so yeah four stars there's nothing wrong with that
1: It's DJ Slope. I wanted to call in because you're talking about Bug's Life and I actually really like this movie. I always miss out on calling in, uh, but I'm here I am now. Um, uh, It's a great movie. Uh, It is a great movie. It's not a brilliant movie. It's not fantastic. It's not better than Toy Story, obviously, and I think that's a lot of the reason why people don't think it's fantastic. Um, Because I do really think it's a good film. Although when I was younger, uh, I will say that I didn't think it was fantastic. I remember... Uh Heimlich, the Caterpillar character, uh was a little bit annoying. Um, well, I didn't really he him like him too much. I think Francis is a bit too generic. I still think Francis is a bit too generic, a bit too much of an obvious uh Pixar sort of character to come up with. Um, uh I remember my sisters went to see this at the cinema when uh what was it, Hopper comes leaning into the camera really sinisterly. it, really, it was quite <laughs> uh, quite scary before she had to leave the cinema from it. Um I'm not I know you shouldn't compare it to Ants. I think Bugs Life is better than Ants. And at the time, I used to think Ants was better. But watching them both back quite recently, Ants has aged quite badly and Bugs Life still uh, holds that Pixar um, uh, legendary feel. You know, I think it's great. Anyway, it's great to call in, guys. You will hear more from me this year. Keep doing what you're doing. It's fantastic work. I love listening to you guys while on my drives and my commutes. Um, anyway. I've only got 24 hours to live, and I ain't going to waste it here.
3: Bye-bye. Hey, Morgan, Mason, Chelsea. It's Mark from Orlando. How are you guys doing? I'm just calling in to leave a question for you guys. Uh, I know a few episodes ago uh you guys received a question in the voicemail about basically name an animated movie that generally people like, but you guys don't. So I thought I'd call in and ask the opposite of that can you guys each name a, an animated movie that generally everyone dislikes, but you guys just can't help but like? And for me, an example of this would be, I'm sad to say, I'm kind of embarrassed to say it, but the strange perfect movie that came out in 2015, last year. I know it's a bad movie. I know there's barely anything good I can say about it. But I don't know. I I can't help but like the movie. Why? I don't know. Is it the jukebox musical aspect of it? Maybe. Is it the Beauty and the Beast kind of twist to it? Maybe. Is it because I might have a crush on the main character, Marianne, which is totally not weird at all? Eh, maybe. But I don't know. Like I said, I'll never defend it as a good movie, but I just... It's a guilty pleasure of mine. So, yeah, looking forward to hearing what you guys' guilty pleasures are, animation, (laughs) film-wise.
2: I love the First Transformers movie and I people have probably heard this before, but I, I get a very spiritual message out of the First Transformers film. Everybody laughs, but it, that's just the way it is. What's an animated film that I like that not a lot of people like? I love Shrek. I love Shrek with a passion. <laughs> Shrek is love, Shrek is life. Uh,
0: um for me, a movie that I grew up I mean. Can't go wrong with Rockadoodle. I just rockadoodle. I love me some
2: Rockadoodle. <laughs> I don't really believe in the concept of the guilty pleasure, but I know what you mean. Kind of like how I have almost every uh, Japanese produced Godzilla film <laughs> ever made on on video. And I watch them regularly. Oh, yeah. Animated film, TMNT. But I don't think that's a bad animated film. I don't think it's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> I don't know. Probably like uh, Santa Claus is coming to town, or or Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. Like those are so old, but I love them. Yeah, I I agree with that.
0: Or a year without a Santa Claus. That one's definitely something you should watch.
2: Have you ever heard of the Easter Bunny is coming to town? It's terrible.
0: God, what a assume.
2: so uh anything else i think we've we all all. right so four three and a half and four i'd say that's pretty good this yeah. i mean books life is a good film we love
0: it yeah mm-hmm. right, thank folks. you guys so much for coming in
2: yeah absolutely this is about out. all <laughs> the time we have and again we want to thank pablito el, el gran pablito for <laughs> um for coming to us live and uh you know bestowing his pixar wisdom on us always a pleasure yeah. to have you
4: Always a pleasure to talk to you and and to everyone. So I hope you invite me back soon because I really enjoy this. Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) Okay,
2: Okay, we love posting like extra links and stuff and like summarizing the show notes and stuff for the episode. So to access all that, um, you can go to rotoscopers.com slash 115. And that's how you get to this episode, so Bugs Life 115 So be sure to comment on that website, comment on the YouTube, comment, comment, comment everywhere. We love your feedback. Give us your reviews. Give us your thoughts and your opinions. And if you want to tweet about this episode, you can use the hashtag AnimAddicts or Anim Addicts one one five, so 115. And um, that way, you know, we can all discuss the, the episode. You know, we, we'd love to hear. Um, we got some really good suggestions on how to improve the audio quality and working. we're working on those thanks to uh, listener feedback. So we really love you guys for that. If you want to leave a voicemail on this wonderful podcast, you can go to rotoscopers.com slash voicemails to leave one. Also, you can call us at 406-646-6575. And uh, like we've been saying, like we'd really be, we wouldn't even be be doing this video format without our patron subscribers. Um, so make sure to go to rotoscopers.com slash Patreon, uh, to f- learn more about being a Patreon subscriber and learn about the awesome perks and all the like cool secret stuff that you get to access. Uh um, mostly it's greater access to us and we all know that you, that you want to be our best friends and we want to be your best friends. So, so let's, let's work something out. <laughs> let's deal. Um, but really, uh, the, the perks of being a Rotoscoper patron, uh, Patreon are are great. And um, But most of all, we, we really wouldn't be able to be doing this in this format without y'all. So thank you so much. Uh, rotoscopers.com slash Amazon to support us through our Amazon affiliate link. And then uh, you can also support the show by getting uh, your Audible um, f- free trial, which is like the number mm-hmm. one resource for, for audiobooks. You can go rotoscopers, Rotoscopers.com slash audible and we have a store rotoscopers.com slash store <laughs> you can get uh the roto t-shirt stuff like that and uh, yeah. so please if this was your first time and you you enjoyed what you're listening then subscribe to us on itunes that way you can always get synced up with the latest episodes we're also on stitcher radio and um, please leave a, a review running,
0: yes we are running a, a big promotion right now for What's anybody that promotion? who Oh, let me tell you. Okay. So for anybody who, who either writes a review, if they've never written a review on, um, on iTunes before, if, they've ri- if they write us a review, take a screenshot of it and send it to our email, uh, contact.rotoscopers.com, then we will, you will be entered in the contest to win a free um, art book. Holy so,
2: cow. The Any, one that we already um, have, or can you just pick it out?
0: Like, we will order you an, an art book off of Amazon, basically. Any of the ones that have been, uh, anything that's, like, in print right now, we'll, we'll basically pick oh. your pick, whichever one you want. We so we can't pick.
2: do, like, the art of the Godfather that's, like, $40,000? <laughs> no, right
0: now. no, we're not going to do that. But, it's you know, printed like ten of in them. print. We, we will definitely do. Um, and if you've already left a review on it, you can update your review. Because you are able to do that, so go ahead and update your, your review and take a screenshot, send it to our email, and you will be entered in to win. I mean, come on, take five minutes, whatever. You could win a free art book. That's awesome. And even if you don't win the free art book, you will still be helping us, your friends, be more recognized and you know help other people find us on iTunes.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know if you uh you know not to brag or anything, but uh, I I'm pretty sure on iTunes we're the top rated uh top rated um uh, animation podcast um and that's definitely you know we that's you know, feedback from our listeners we love you guys and um you know of course you know get involved with the community if there's anything we can do to improve or any suggestions you'd want to make like we we're very you know we're very personable with our community and uh, I, I always consider you guys friends more than fans definitely
0: mm-hmm, for sure
2: All right, check us out on Hypeable and Animated Views. And uh, we're all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. And, um, of course, since I am Podcast Master, you can see uh, my Twitter handle and my Instagram handle, uh, for that matter, down here. Uh, I do have a blog, thisanimatedlife.blogspot.com. I'm actually posting works in progress for my um, current grad school classes. And I am doing a cool facial animation class uh, with Dr. Fred Park, who pretty much invented it. And uh, so check that out. And uh, my portfolio site just got uh, redone, so masonsmithportfolio.com. If you are an industry professional and want to give me a job, then check (laughs) out masonsmithportfolio.com. I promise you it'll be worth your while, I hope.
0: (laughs) I just updated my website, too. It's got a whole new redesign. Pretty awesome. Do you have any more songs? Yes, I actually do. Because I'm getting kind of tired of listening to I Got
2: Rich over and over.
0: Well, I'm just now kidding. I added some so Spanish from there for you. So. Ah,
2: muy bien. No Portuguese?
0: <laughs> Not yet. I, I haven't gotten there yet, but I do. use some of the older stuff that I had, um, but they're all still great things. So check it oh, out, oh, well. ChelseaRobson.com. You can also find me on Twitter, ChelseaRobson, Instagram, ChelseaRobson. You, you get the gist. All
2: right, all right. Do you have Periscope? I want. I want to do Periscope so bad. I do I have I Periscope. Phone.
0: I haven't done it for a little bit, but I've. I'm sure, I'll do it again.
2: <laughs> yeah, that stuff's great. And then uh, at PabloRV7, if you want to reach out to Pablo on on Twitter. Oh, look! Hey, he's got his oh. own title card. He's got his
4: own little thing.
2: Well, <laughs>
4: say, say something. I totally to improvised it. Well, uh, keep
2: keep talking, to me so the oh, hold uh, on. I am the I am the master. I will put you up first. There you go, right uh, there.
4: Yeah. So you can follow me on Twitter at PabloRV7. <laughs> um, yeah, tweet at me and we can talk about animation and whatever you want. I'm friendly. <laughs>
0: Pablo,
2: Pablo is, is very friendly. entertaining and very passionate on on Twitter and
0: stuff mm. like that.
2: Always, always thank happy to do that. All right, thank you. Yes, thank you so much. And yes. as always, uh, you know, we love you guys and we love animation. And please like and subscribe and become a lifelong patron subscriber, please. All right. Until next time. Let's see if we can get this right. One, two, three. We are the road. We are the I, I never know if that sounds okay. <laughs>